Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, all, and welcome to this fortnight's instalment of the Ish Plus Six podcast, the podcast series where you could discover your next favorite artist. I go by Ish, and today I am joined by the one and only Taj Keaton. Taj Keaton is an Atlanta-based rapper who has been steadily growing over the past few years, dropping music videos, albums, mosh pits, you name it, you know the vibes. Most recently, he dropped his fifth album, Everyone Scared, available on all platforms, which you should all go and check out. Please welcome Taj Keaton to the podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fortnight installment of the Ish Plus Six podcast, the podcast series where you could discover your next favorite artist. On today's episode, I am joined by the one and only Taj Keaton. Let's go, let's go. How's it going, Taj? What's, uh, what's happening? What's good? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. You know, just kicking it. Very excited for this interview. Yeah, man. Where are you coming to us from? I'm in Atlanta right now. Yeah, nah. Atlanta's like, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like it's just always been popping with like a hustle and bustle of people bringing new stuff to the industry. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of, a lot of shit comes out of Atlanta and we don't get a lot of credit for it. <laughs> Yeah, man. Do you know what? We can get into that a bit further into the podcast, but you've seen every single episode before, so you know that we always start off with a joke, and uh, <laughs> today's no different. I'm in too deep. Let's just let's just get into it, man. Um, all right, cool. My grandfather warned people that the Titanic would sink. No one listened, but he kept on warning them nonetheless until they got sick of him and kicked him out of the movie theater. I don't... Um... <laughs> oh, okay, okay, because he was never on the boat. So you're just saying the Titanic sucked. I, look, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that's what the grandfather said. That's all. I've never seen Titanic. <laughs> what do you mean you've never seen Titanic? That's like a, a classic, bro. I've never seen that shit. It's like, just, is there any black people in that movie? I'm pretty sure there's like a Mexican guy in there. He, he, the Mac- <laughs> it's not for me. It's not for me. Oh, uh, man. I guess, I guess they probably just didn't want to put no niggas on the boat no more. To be fair, I'm pretty sure there was like a whole segregation situation going on back in 1912. So... You know, that's that's probably what was going on back then. They wasn't letting niggas at the top of the boat. They had niggas at the bottom of the boat. Yeah, man, but I was about to say, yeah, but we survived. We actually didn't survive, probably. Like, I feel like if I'd have tried to get onto one of those lifeboats back then, they'd have been like, hey, excuse me, excuse then, me. <laughs> do I know. We're going to let my 90-year-old grandma get on. Yeah, exactly. You know how it is, man, or was. But anyways, let's just get let's just get right into the questions before we get into deep. Um Okay, so you've been on tour with um, 070 Shake. Are you still on tour with her, or is that all done at this point in time? No, her tour is over. Ah, okay. So um, you've been to a bunch of countries from Germany to Italy to all around Europe, basically. I'm just curious about um, perhaps your biggest culture shock so far in your travels, because I know that Europe is a whole lot different to America. Um, well, yeah, that was my first time in Europe and shit. Um... I wouldn't say it was any culture shock besides the fact that food is a lot cheaper than America. Um, and also, 
the cities are just as spacious and shit, but they're clean as fuck. Like, it's not a lot of trash anywhere or anything. Um, what else? And I didn't know niggas smoked crack in Europe. Wait, huh? I'm learning this as well. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, we were, I forget where we were, but it might have been, fuck, it might have been Sweden or some shit like that, or, or some part of Germany, but um, yeah, I just saw a nigga smoking crack outside. I was like, shit, I didn't know niggas smoke crack in Europe. That's insane, man. I didn't even know that was a thing. I... And y'all niggas don't have no snacks. Like... As far as cereals and shit, y'all niggas don't have no cereal. Yo, you guys be having be having entire areas of shops devoted to like freaking beef jerky or whatever. I swear, like, bro, we do. That's the Bucky's in Atlanta, and not in Atlanta, but in America. Like, the Bucky's is like in the south and shit. And it, their whole thing is like beef jerky and shit, but it's a gas station. Um, that, do that doesn't make sense to me. Like, I swear, I've been hearing stories about how your Walmart's are like the size of a small town or something like that, bro shit low-key like but y'all niggas don't have no cereal like and then if y'all do have american cereal it's like 12 dollars like fruit loops and fruity pebbles and shit like that is like three dollars here but that shit is expensive as fuck in europe I... y'all don't even have the good cereals you know what it is right it's because it's all imported and all of that so you know it's just uh... I don't know how to explain it, man, but, um, hey, we have Cheerios here, and I, I don't even like Cheerios that much. I'm yeah, not going to lie to you. Beans and toast. Hey, listen, you, have you tried beans and toast? <laughs> Trust me, it goes hard. Trust me. Beans yeah. and toast. But you got to season the beans first. You got to chop the onions, fry the onions, then put the beans in, and then maybe a bit of black pepper oh, or something. So, so listen to me. Are you eating the beans before or after you brush your teeth? Well, personally, before, for me, I'm not going to lie to you. Mm, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, you're about to roast me or something, man. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. I'm not about that life. I'm like, nigga, I know some niggas brush their teeth in the morning, eating some onions and beans, and then going to school like, hello. <laughs> yeah, I saw a tweet the other day, right? It was like, why do people with stinky breath love to breathe so much? And honestly, it's the realest thing ever. They love to really draw out the H's like, hi, like, you know. <laughs> How are you doing? I don't know Where are you going? And they love to get real close as well, all up in your ear, like you say as well. So, hey. Um, yeah, hell no, nah, bro. I'm not about that. But, um, yeah, so people smoking crack apparently is a culture shock. I, I mean, to be fair. In London, I feel like that kind of thing happens. Or anything happens in London. I just did not expect to see somebody hitting the crack pipe in the middle of the street where we were. That might have been Holland. I'm not going to lie to you. They get up to some crazy stuff there. I feel like it was it was definitely one of the last stops we went on. Like either like third to last or second to last, some shit like that. What was I you guys' reaction to that? Oh, uh, they was just like. I was like, y'all niggas see this? And they were just like, oh yeah, shit. <laughs> I feel like when you're living that life, you just see everything, to be honest with you. Like, people like... A lot of shit. Like, bro, we saw 
I, well, personally, shaking them, they used to it. They've been to Europe a couple times. But I'm seeing shit. I'm like, yo, like, this shit is crazy. Like, it is but I insane. so much for taking me on that shit, for real. That's my nigga, bro. Yeah, Danny seems like a real person. She seems really nice, to be honest with you. Bro, she's the greatest. Like, I, before, I'll never tell her this personally. But, like, like cut this out. I, before I even met her, um, I was just the biggest fan in the world. Like, like I'm just, I was in love with her music. I'm still in love with her music. I know everything, bro. And like, um, the way we met, I went on her American tour um, because I was with my boy Johan, just helping him out type shit. But I was in the pit every night type shit. Um, and then randomly, she just asked me to pull up and like and we were i was like kind of cool with all the homies around this shit you know but we had never really had a conversation for real you know and so me going on that tour i'm like i kind of know how she is but i just don't want to be too much but she literally just like me type shit she like she's literally just like all the homies like playing 2k you know gassing up chilling like just having fun like she she not too serious about nothing except the music. Like she makes sure she has fun and everything is just open hearted. She's very kind. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know, you just, I didn't personally know what to expect. I'm just like, I'm low bro coming. Like, you know what I'm saying? But she's a real fucking person. She's a real human being. You know what I'm saying? Everybody on that fucking tour, all her homies, like, Barada, be heard, fucking Sean, real people, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? That kind of leads me into the next question in that you've connected with some um, pretty notable people in the industry. And I mean, it's all crazy because you're really only at the beginning of your career. Yeah. I'm curious to know who you would say or which experience you would say have been the most profound so far. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say uh, it was like, I think last year or the year before, I worked with my favorite band, Cherry Glazer. Um, that was a big deal for me. Um, also, um, just seeing, seeing Danny in the studio was very inspiring for me too because i was thinking the way i recorded was so weird and shit she records the same exact way but like just seeing like how she can control the room and seeing how she chooses to carry herself shit like that it just like really that whole europe thing was very prevalent for me and just learning more about um a certain type of lifestyle man like she a regular nigga but she out here doing cool ass shit you know what i'm saying and so me seeing that i'm like damn all i want to do is cool ass shit (laughs) you know what i'm saying like um and what else has been like a crazy factor i guess just doing these shows this past couple years getting to travel across the country and perform with my friends and 
you know, and just getting to meet people. It hasn't been any one distinct moment where I'm like, oh, it's all connected. It's just yeah. a bunch of different moments that have just made this shit like super worth it, you know? Yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. Um, there were a couple of moments that I did want to discuss, actually. I Please, talk me through the Yeezy glasses situation. You did like a shoot or something like that with the Yeezy glasses. Can you just tell me a little bit about that? Because I, I need to know. Um, It was just very random. Like, I, I was in New York. I shot like three music videos. And like uh, a friend of mine uh, works at Yeezy. Um, and she was just like, pull up. We didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and they handed us some iPads and shit. And they was like, yo, take pictures on this, dress yourself. Like, and that's it. And really? it, it took like 30 minutes and we was out of there. Like, that's crazy. It's crazy how it all works. They posted that shit like four times. I'm like, yo, like, wait, sorry, who posted that? Kanye posted that shit like four times in a little in them little video shits where they was moving fast. You could see me like three seconds, but like niggas was pointing it out and sending it to me. I was like, how y'all niggas see it before me? <laughs> like That's insane, man. Yeah, no. I think I remember that video. That's the one with like the whole like camera where everyone's yeah, like yeah, turning yeah. to the side. Yeah, no, that was an insane video, man. Cause I saw a bunch of rec like I think I saw like BK the ruler friggin' A bunch of people i don't even know man i saw a bunch of people on there it was crazy yeah facts i'm i was super grateful to do that yeah man obviously yeah. he's not working with them no more though right, yeah he's uh he's being on an interesting i'm not gonna say anything too crazy because i, I don't want to i have no comment yeah i don't want to get freaking <laughs> exposed on this story he's still my favorite artist of all time like I have no comment on what he chooses to do personally. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let it be known, Kanye. I know you're watching this. Let it be known, your artistry is second to none. Yeah. No, no further comments. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So in the past, you have uh, mentioned getting on stage with Travis Scott, actually, and I. I'm curious about that because what was the experience with him like? Like, was it, um, did he seem surprised or is this just like a normal day to him? What was it like? I'm going to tell you, some sh I've never really talked about this, like, all the way. So, boom, I, when I was like 16 or 17, I went to the damn tour and Travis was opening for Kendrick, right? That's you know a weird combination. Those guys make two Bro, different that, types that of music. That shit was lit. That shit was lit. But anyway, like, Travis, um, he was performing 3,500. I was standing on a chair going crazy. And security was dragging me, trying to kick me out. He was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, don't kick him out. Don't kick him out. But he handed me the mic, and I started performing 3,500 in an arena full of people. Like, uh, type shit. That's then, insane. Just, like, three months later, he ends up coming to Atlanta again to do a show. And I end up on stage with him. And like, uh, I just jumped on stage type shit, crowd served. I, but before I jumped off stage, he was doing like the scissor song. So like, I was just on there. He, he was doing like the, the slower part of his set. 
So I was on stage for like a good 15 minutes before Antidote came on. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. He was like, bro, just wait in the back. And then after that, fucking probably like a year later, he, or maybe it was probably like a year and a half later, like Astro World drops and shit. And I get asked to be a part of his Super Bowl performance. Wait, and, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, tell, yeah. yeah, give me the details. I, I just got an email one day that was like, pull up to the arena. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh shit. I was in college at the time. I was like, fuck, all right. And um, basically, like, I was just helping, like, um, with curate the mosh pits and shit for that. But then they ended up telling us no moshing on TV, like, whatever, whatever. And I actually. It was my job to make sure I caught him, like because I was taller than everybody. When he did that little stage dive thing, they were like, "Make sure you're the main one that catches this nigga when he falls <laughs> back." And I was like, I took it so serious. I was like, for sure, bro. Like, and I met him right after that, like just out on the street because he went to the store that um, these people I was really close to they had a store I fucked with, and um, he pulled up. And I was just there on a casual day, like, and um, I saw Chase B and uh, Race Corrupted Mind. Um, and I, I was just like, oh, shit, these niggas are here. And then <laughs> I started talking to them. I was like, yo, I really fuck with y'all. Like, and um, they were really nice. And then Travis was outside and I just walked up. I was like, yo, and we talked for a second. I took a picture and it was, yeah. That's insane. It always weirds me out seeing these insanely massive artists just in the wild, just raw dogging life, like as if. Oh it's... no, he was not trying to raw dog life. Like he wanted that store shut down. Like, and mad people knew he was there. He was he was on the phone, mad as fuck. He was like, <laughs> he was like bro, I'm a fucking celebrity. It's all these fucking people here. That is unsafe, bro. And like. Yeah, we, I just couldn't even be mad at him. I was like, he's he's fucking right. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. If I'm as big as Travis Scott, there's there's a certain demographic of people out there who aspire to be the ones that killed Travis Scott. You know what I mean? Or like that ended Travis Scott. And if I'm as big as Travis Scott, then, you know, I there, there, there are certain risks that I don't want to take. Let's just say exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah, man. But um, do you know what? Okay, final question for this section. Is there any one or was there any experience that absolutely blew your expectations out of the water? Like, was there anyone that you weren't expecting to be like either so accommodating or was there anyone that was just like a bit of like, uh, eesh, you know, tell me about that. Hmm. Uh... Has there been anybody I met that I did not fuck with like that? Like, or that you just like weren't expecting to uh to Well Tyler was like super nice and I thought he was gonna be mean to me. <laughs> like he was so sweet, like he stopped what he was doing and we chopped it up for a good minute and like he was asking me questions like what I'm doing, like what are you working on, like and just being so sweet and like it was a crowd of people starting to bundle around us and he had his security like back them up just to keep talking to me and shit 
and I'm uh, and he was he was super sweet, bro. Like super nice, and that's like one of my idols, bro. Like, um, yeah, man. As, far as, as far as anybody being an asshole, nobody has been an asshole to me. Also, um, I fucking talked to Taco in the DMs like a couple months ago. He was super nice to me as well. Like, it's not it hasn't really been any like celebrities I've met that have been assholes party next door i went to his house and it was a very he was very 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 nice like a very sweet dude um, party like party next door yeah we went to his house and played basketball and shit you know what and- honestly if i was him i'll be real with you i'd spend my entire life being salty just because his current situation i swear he hasn't like released he hasn't been able to release anything in like years now or something like that Man, he probably just want to drop when he want to drop, bro. Like, he makes so much money doing other people's shit. Like, he probably makes fire songs all day, every day. And then people are like, actually, I want that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So That's imagine true. how hard it is to release music when every time you make a good song, Rihanna or Drake is like, yo, let me buy that real quick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. That nigga, he, he just... That the day I went to his house was the day the Lakers won the championship, and everybody was hooping. Then he had a party, ironically enough, that same night. Well, and was there a party next door or something? Is that what you're about to tell me? Nick, he does not have neighbors. He lives on a mountain by himself. I, all right, I, I believe you, man. He has his own mountain. If if you have that much money, then. Why not own the entire tri-state area or whatever? Freaking Dr. Doofus modes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so what? So it was just like a party just on the side of a mountain or something? Nigga, not on the side. This nigga has a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> but like walking up to his house, you have to literally, bro, it's a hike. It's a real hike. His driveway is a hike. I, that's insane. It's some bullshit. <laughs> Wait, it pissed you off. You're like, why is this guy so damn rich? That's Nigga so leaving the party, like trying to get an Uber, and my legs is burning. Like his driveway added like what an extra like five dollars to the Uber ride or something like that. They couldn't even come up. They couldn't even come up to his driveway. So niggas literally had to walk fucking two miles to fucking get to the Uber. Nah, that's a piss take, man. That's a piss take. So we'll get into like the main body of questions now. Um, so a lot of the recurring themes in your music revolve around things like existentialism, aggressiveness, chaos as a whole. Uh, there's just a sort of hectic kind of vibe in your in a lot of your music, especially in this recent album, Everyone's Scared. Uh, were there any pivotal moments that led to you pursuing these themes as a whole? I mean. I've just grown up in chaos, like, a lot. I've had just, my childhood was filled with a lot of family problems, and um, because I was raised in so much aggression, um, I guess I just responded in the opposite way, Um, especially as a kid. Like, I wasn't really able to express my emotions for real. Like, so it's not like I could talk to somebody and be like, yeah, like, shit's kind of hard on me right now. My mom was like, you sad, nigga, you gay, like, type shit, <laughs> like, so yeah. 
it's it's been on like it got to a point where in my last album like i was just so fucking angry because like i realized all the shit that was happening to me as a kid was not normal like i tell my friends now and i'd be laughing about it expecting them to laugh and they'd be like nah bro like i'm so sorry <laughs> like but like that type of shit like fumed me making my first project it's literally called south atlanta race fest and but with me making those more aggressive sounds I always make sure not to draw too far into that like it's still shit that's very psychedelic and introspective and shit like that because if if you're going to be angry at some point you calm down and you're starting to realize things and get sad you know and so it's just my music has been a direct reflection of anything I've been feeling. With everyone scared, it was more narrative driven and it was a whole story I wrote out. But every single song is like a metaphor for some other shit that's been going on in my life. Even though it's supposed to be um, a fictional story that I wrote with the album, it's still all just metaphors for my life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how you mentioned um responding to aggressiveness or rather a violent upbringing with the opposite because obviously you mentioned going quiet for two weeks and just not saying anything just to see what would happen you know um in the past do you know that what what have you been what have you been watching bro i i Dot dot dot. Nah, but <laughs> nigga Nardwar. <laughs> chill, man. Chill, 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 chill. Nah. Um. But yeah, nah. You have you you mentioned that. I, what's that thing that he says? I have to know. We have to know. I'm Nardwar or whatever. Or no way, no. We have to. We have to know. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um. But yeah, you have mentioned that in the past, and like, it's interesting how you um. What's I gonna say, man? You just completely set me off track. Responding to violence with um the opposite. Yeah, basically, it's interesting, man. Um, yeah, my mom was a very abusive parent when I was younger, and it wasn't like I'm about to beat up my mom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so it was just on some shit where I just a lot of shit I just had to deal with. Like, I didn't really have anybody to talk to. I had my aunt, but. I would see her on the weekend. So during the week, I'm like at the crib. Like, Fighting just, for your life, yeah. Yeah, bro. Like just trying to figure out how to maintain. And then like while this chaos is happening, I'm failing in school. And that makes my mom even more mad. And now more shit is going on. Like now she's like, are you retarded? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get but, it, man, yeah all that shit just i would not take any of that back even though it was extremely traumatic for me i've dealt with it now that i'm an adult and you know i couldn't be more grateful for where those emotions have taken me you know exactly man yeah in your most recent release everyone's scared okay first of all we'll just talk let's before we get into the main crux of the album I want to talk a little bit about the album cover. Okay, the album cover is crazy, by the way. Let me just say that I'm always um, I'm always amazed by album covers that are actual pieces of art rather than just I don't know, like a picture of some clouds or something. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. um, 
yeah, can you tell me a little bit about the album cover? It's sort of got a sort of like two-faced kind of like almost maybe Gemini-like kind of situation going on. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, well, my favorite painter, his name is TX Stokes. Um, I, I've been looking at his stuff for years now. And I was hit, I've been blowing him up for the past two years, just asking him, please, please, please. And he has this one painting that always stuck with me, which is kind of similar to the one I have, but mine is a, a little bit different. Um, and I was like, bro, he hit, finally hit me up like shit, like a month ago, a month or two ago. And he was like, yo, like I'm down, like, and I was like, bro, I'll pay you whatever. Like, boom. So we got that done. But really, it's just symbolic for um, the the kind of blurry line that is this album. The gray line that is like, what is the story and what is Todd's? You know what I'm saying? So there's the, the face that has the line down, which is the character I built for the album and then just my regular face and shit and just the fact that they're unable to separate is just uh just a voice of its own you know what I'm saying um and I wanted it to be this time like my last album cover you can't really see my face and but you can see like hints of it because I've always been very weird about like pictures and shit like that of my face um yeah. but this one i was like you know what fuck it let's show my face twice <laughs> <laughs> um and just kind of the duality in the album like a lot of these songs are super aggressive and some of them are super sincere and softer songs and it's just a just two different emotions like connect and duality like you can't have one thing without another thing type shit that makes perfect sense man yeah so um yeah so i guess you could potentially say that you with the line down your face at the shake concert that was part of the rollout for the album then potentially did i have the line on, i did have the line on my I face i swear my you head. did yeah i was thinking like yo who who is this yo do you know what i think i yeah i, I did recognize you because shake mentioned you on twitter at one point and i was like oh snap that's Taj. This guy's got the line down his face. What what, what does that mean? I think she did mention you on Twitter, yeah. But um Yeah, so yeah, the line is uh a different is like an alter ego kind of thing though. Um yeah, kind of. It's just it's just to give a separation from character and personal being type shit. Um but the line on my face at the show, like she she had saw me doing it. Um and I was showing her pictures of the album cover. She actually helped me choose like the background color for the album cover and stuff. I was asking her and Barada um just what they thought about it. Um and she was helping me choose the colors and stuff. Um but I had did it and she was like, Oh shit, bro, like she was like, Let me let me see that makeup. And then she put like two lines on her face. Then Barada put some lines on his face. And it was just like, we was like a tribe. Like That's gang. That's gang. <laughs> really? That's my game for real. Like we really was a tribe that whole tour. I fuck, I love them niggas, bro. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, the persona with the line down the face that has nothing to do with um, the alien that you've mentioned at some point in time. It has everything to do with that. So it's so it is the alien. The alter ego is the alien, basically. No, 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 no. The alien is separate, but in the story that I wrote for the album, the alien, the cult that follows the alien, they all do the line on their face. But in the story of the album, I'm just an imposter trying to figure out more about it. So the the line on my face is literally just me being an imposter trying to figure out more. Okay, I see, I see, I see. And do you know what the the um what's it called? The way that alludes to like actual the implications of that towards like actual reality is crazy as well. I'd say it's uh. What? Pardon? What do you mean? By like how, you know, feeling like you're an imposter amongst um, just the general public as a whole, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's more like signifying that um, like it's a lot of people out here hiding them real selves because even if they know more, they are conforming sometimes um just to figure things out a little bit more you know what i'm saying it's a lot of kids that are trying certain things they may not like because they want to have more self-discovery and things like that but the, in the whole story it's like these people following this cult and i'm like trying to tell them like yo you don't have to do this yeah man. like so we'll go into a bit more detail about your album. So in the interlude algorithm, you discuss the idea of people being fake versions of themselves in this sort of era of humanity, you know, the rise of social media and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. How do you regulate yourself when it comes to staying your truest self in this era of both physically and mentally fake people? Uh man i just think we have um different ways of how we want to be perceived and how we actually are and i think in this time just my personal regulation i've just been um making sure that I'm not making anybody feel like they're anything less than me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think, especially with the internet right now, a lot of people want to be bigger than life and larger than life and want people to see them as just this massive, untouchable thing. But the main thing that we all need to know is that we all bleed, that we all have to breathe, that we're all fighting for some kind of goal in this human world the the physical state is like this is only a part of us and we have literally it's our spirit like after after this none of this shit is gonna matter no diamonds no cash social media isn't gonna matter um but the one thing that people have to know is that as soon as it's time for you to go, you can't take any of that with you. And so while I'm here, I'm not flexing any of that to people because I don't want anybody to be like, yo, 
this is like intangible for me. Uh, like I want people to be able to look at shit I'm doing and be like, yo, I could fucking do that shit too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, man, I, I just try to just stay my most humble self while still living in this fun reality. Like even at my show I just did, I told everybody, everybody was being a little timid. Um, and I was like, bro, like you don't know if you have tomorrow. You don't know if you're gonna be able to fucking see your family tomorrow, see your friends tomorrow. So like, we need to all just be here in this fucking room and face each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, instead of creating, you know, boundaries, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like fake versions of ourselves to please to other people. other people, man. Fuck that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I meant to ask, actually, because I'm aware that you did a show on Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, how did that go, by the way? How was that um, your first headline show? It was pretty fun. I didn't expect anybody to come. <laughs> um. But yeah, that shit was tremendous. I love that shit. And I have another show coming up at Florida State. Um, but that one was awesome. It was fun running through the entire album in, in one get-go. And just seeing how some people knew the lyrics already and shit. It was crazy. Yeah, man. But, yeah. Yeah, no, that's crazy, man. Florida, I swear. You got you to... Gotta... Watch out for Florida, man. <laughs> Florida's crazy. Uh man, yeah. Now, nah, Florida won't be seeing me anytime soon, that's for sure. But um, anyways, let, let's move on to the next question. Okay, so um, in your most recent release, Everyone's Scared, personally, I could identify a whole lot of similarities to, or rather inspirations taken from um, other artists in your work. Um, people like Mike Dean in the synths, uh, people like Tyler um, on tracks like Confessions, you know, the Eagle era Tyler that is. Um, and of course, Over 7 No Shake as well in tracks like The Garden. But who would you say the gateway artists were that got you into um, this style of music? Who were the ones that opened the door for you to um, develop this taste? Yeah, fucking Kanye West, bro. He... He is the one that started all of this shit for me. He is the first rapper I heard, and I was like, why doesn't all rap sound like this? <laughs> like, And um, I would not be who I am without that man, regardless of anything that he has done. His artistry has just surpassed anything beyond what we could even understand. Um, and so even yeah like the tylers the asap rockies shake like it's i've just developed this taste of music that has just just been um a little bit more intricate because i'm tired of listening to normal shit you know what i'm saying like and yeah like even igor is one of my favorite albums of all time like you could hear that in the album like <laughs> type shit like yeah. that album, i was listening to that album when i was homeless like doing dishes for white people type shit. <laughs> like, and same with Shake. I was listening to Modus Vivendi at the same time, like doing dishes for fucking white people. And it's just listening to that shit and me being like, yo, like, this is what music, well, music is subjective. But to me, I was like, 
this is what music should sound like. It should be, it should sound like it's taken, it's delicate and being taken care of and precise and, you know, just heart. I, I wanted to put my heart into this. Like, if I'm going to make a song, it needs to directly reflect what I'm feeling. Like, on Confessions, I say, like, the darkest line I've probably ever written. I was like, I knew mama kept it in a drawer, loaded. I was at my lowest. And that's some real shit. Like, my mom literally had a little revolver in her drawer, and I would go in her room, and I would just look at it type shit. And I'd be like, damn, am I really going to blast my brains on the wall right now type shit? Like, then I, I just had this thought in my head, like, if it was ever that time, like, I know where it is. But it's like these inspirations and the honesty like tyler's honesty in his music igor was about him being on some whole other shit we didn't even know he was on type shit and him just being raw about it shake being raw about her emotions like she be saying some shit that's like damn like <laughs> for real like that's how you feeling yay too like and so even cuddy like Cuddy's one of my main inspirations and that nigga is nothing filtered. So I'm like, why would I do this? And why would I treat my music any less than the people that I look up to? You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people don't hold themselves up to that standard because they feel like it's not tangible, but it's never been anything in my mind that's been like, you can't do this. You know what I'm saying? I've always thought there's a way, there's some kind of way if they did it, I can figure out a way to get this shit myself. So like, even when I was heavy on my Travis shit, like I was listening to nothing but Travis Scott every day at one point, but I got a little bit older and I was like, I don't have to be like Travis Scott. Like I can look up to, I can look up these people and not suck they dick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I had to build a, a world for myself, taking little things from, my favorites that I thought were awesome and just use them in my own way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, man. That makes perfect sense. And yeah, no, it's weird how when you listen to some of these artists, they, uh, if you really listen to them, you know, they're spilling their guts onto these, uh, onto these beats. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, the only example I can think of right now that comes to mind is Hey Ya with uh Andre 3000 that song's a sad yeah. song yo he's spilling his he's he's singing his heart out on that song about a relationship that's not going well yeah and all people want to do is dance to it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but yeah nah it's crazy it's crazy um and it's it's an amazing song as well i will say that it's an amazing song the juxtaposition and all of that but we don't need to get into all of that right now um okay cool so do you know what i think that pretty much sums up most of the questions actually that seemed that's a really bleak place to end <laughs> off this i could have written this a whole lot better yeah cool so i do have just one more question for you taj before i let you go on your way and i ask this question to everyone that uh makes an appearance on the podcast so um yeah taj if the world could hear you for 10 seconds what would you say Um, fuck. 
10 seconds. Everything in this life is based around love. So there is no point in hating another person because at the end of the day, you have to die just like them. That is all I would say. That's profound, man. Yeah, that's profound. I mess with that. Yeah, Do we'll end up in the same place when uh, at the end of the day? Your skin color, your ethnicity, where you live, how much money you make does not matter. We all go to the same fucking place. Exactly, man. Exactly. But uh, yeah, is that um. Other than that, you know what? I think that's a good place to end off this episode of the S Plus Six podcast. Listeners, watchers, experiences of the S Plus Six podcast, thank you for watching. Taj, do you have anything you'd like to say before we end off? Everyone's scared out now. Um, everyone's scared Europe 2023. You know the vibes. You know the vibes, guys. Make sure you will go listen to Everyone Scared on uh, Spotify, Deezer, friggin' YouTube Music, friggin' everywhere, bro. Go listen to it. Uh, my personal favorite tracks are Confessions, Monsters, and Raspberry. Make sure you guys go and check it out. And also Spotify. Um, listeners and watchers, experiences of the Plus 6 podcast. Keep it real, and I will see you later. Alligators.